Hey, boo. (laughs) Welcome back to the Beautifully Built Inside and Out podcast. If you don't know me yet, I'm your host, Melissa Impet. I'm having so much fun inviting different fit chicks onto the podcast to come share their stories and drop some little nuggets of inspiration for all of us. When I was thinking about who I wanted to initially invite on, one of the first people who came to mind was a girl who has inspired me and motivated me way more than I can even tell you. Her name is Brittany Diamond, and she is a USA pro strong woman. Talk about fit chick goals. Brittany has traveled all over competing in different strong women competitions from the Olympia to the Arnold Classic, just to name a few. During this interview, Brittany shares with us how she started off her fitness journey just running as a young girl to relieve some stress. And now she's traveling all over the world competing in strong women competitions, inspiring women that being strong is something to be proud of. I'm so excited to introduce her to you. Please add her to your social media. I can't tell you how much she has inspired and motivated me over the years. Watching her journey has been life-changing, and I think you guys will feel the same exact way. So let's get this interview rolling. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, everyone. My name is Brittany Diamond. I'm 26 years old and originally from Gloucester, Mass. I started, I pretty much have been active for about 20 years, my 26 wow. <laughs> years, so yeah, and now I'm professional strong woman, and it's been an awesome journey over the last few years, so I'm really excited to talk with you, Melissa. So how did you even get into fitness? Like, were you a sports girl growing up? Were you really into, like, team sports? Or No, I actually never did a team sport. My parents were divorced really young, and we moved around a lot before, like, third grade. Yeah. And so I just kind of, like, I actually was always the kid that was in trouble in school for acting out. Oh my gosh. We're so similar. I love it. (laughs) So I started taking up running just on my own because it was something like I could just do on my own. And I felt like it made me feel better and gave me control. So I started running when I was pretty young. I think I did my first 5k. It was like a local coolrunnings.com one at like second grade, I believe was my first race. Yeah. So I just liked the feeling of, you know, I feel like it was, I don't want to say I was stressed out when I was young. I didn't know what that was then, but I feel like it just calmed me down. (laughs) Wow. So I didn't realize that you got into like fitness running. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I also had like, like I said, like my parents were divorced. I was moving around a lot. I had a lot of sleep issues. So sometimes I would even get up in the middle of the night and like just do push ups or something. I feel like yeah, I was a little crazy, I guess, but I mean, it's better, it's better dealing with fitness than other ways, you know? Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Such a healthy way to really deal with stress management. <laughs> Definitely. So then tell us how, the, how it progressed and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. So then I did, once I was in middle school, you know, they actually had a track and cross country team. So I did both. I was a much better sprinter because of how I was built. I'd always been bigger than pretty much everyone, <laughs> especially growing up in Gloucester where everyone's like five foot three and Italian. <laughs> so I like stuck out like a sore thumb, got bullied for it kind of often. They called me Brittany Demon when I was in fifth grade because I, oh I looked the same. Like I went through puberty really early and had muscles. So, you know, it was definitely awkward, <laughs> definitely awkward. Um, sometimes I hated my body when I was like at that age. So it was tough, but I did cross country and track and I was pretty good at track. I ended up being able, I was recruited by a few schools when I started looking at colleges my junior year. And then unfortunately due to a ham, a pretty bad hamstring tear, I was really close to signing scholarship papers. And then they said, you know, you're injured. 
we, we can't sign your papers. So my parents were like, all right, well, you can go to community college. Okay. And in my mind, that just wasn't an yeah, option. I wanted, yeah, I wanted to just get away. Like I knew I need to be on my own, like love my mom, but my whole life with my stepdad and stuff, I just, I needed to get away. So I was like, yeah. all right, well, how can I get a scholarship? So I started researching and I got a couple of like small local ones from Gloucester just by, you know, doing work and like writing essays. And then I stumbled upon, I found that rowing was a division one sport that even if you didn't have any experience, if you had an athletic background and had the, pretty much it said like, if you're willing to wake up at 3am in college, (laughs) (laughs) there's a chance for merit scholarship. So I said, all right. So I went down to URI, told them my situation and they had me do some tests. It was called a 2K test. And at the time I had absolutely no clue what that was or anything to base my time off of. They just said, go as hard as you can for 2000 meters in this rower. And I was like, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, I did okay. it. And I, yeah, they, they were impressed with my time. And then they kind of, they gave me a small scholarship for my freshman year. And they said, you know, if you continue to progress, um, you can, you have a spot on an office team. If you continue to progress, you know, we give you more money each year and you can climb, climb the ranks in the boat. So that's what I did. Yeah. So so you didn't even really know much about crew. You just kind of did because you wanted an opportunity to get into a good school. Yeah, exactly. I knew nothing about it. It was really, it was to this day, the most challenging thing I've ever done because (laughs) I'm strong. Yes, but I have no aptitude. It was my first team sport ever. So like learning to follow someone else and, Mm -hmm. you know, be under someone else's direction was really challenging. I, to be honest, like, as they say, like everything happens for a reason in life, but getting motivated to go to practice for four years, seven days a week was at times really depressing. I would be like, why the hell am I doing this? I don't like it. But now I'm grateful for it because they were, I learned how to lift in college because of rowing. You know, I met friends and I can honestly say it prepared me for the real world because now the real world is so much easier than rowing and working and school. Wow. <laughs> so I'm grateful for it. And then it was my junior year of college. I was home for summer break. And I was actually an intern at a gym where I coached, but I also did some of the marketing. And we were hosting our own events. So I was on Facebook, like, you know, everyone is just browsing. And I came across an event that said Boston Strongest. So it just kind of caught my attention because I liked lifting. And then when I was looking at it, I saw that there was a novice strongman competition. And I'm like, uh, what is this? I had no idea what it was. And I just decided to sign up. It was like in three weeks. And before I knew it, I was getting bombarded with messages from these other girls saying like, oh, are you sure you want to do this? Like, it's kind of, I'm so proud of you for making this decision, but I don't want you to be scared of the sport. Like, let me send you some videos. And I was kind of taken aback. I'm like, uh, can they just leave me alone? Like, they told me after, you know, they were just, and I'm really good friends with both of those women today. They told me they, they were just doing their part to grow the sport. So whenever anyone took an interest in, you know, like their region where they lived in Boston, Austin, they would like jump on them, which is what anyone listening, like if you're on your fitness journey, like find a support group because otherwise like it's going to get boring. Um, but just to have the lifelong friendships you build in the fitness community is pretty amazing as you can attest to too, I'm sure with everything you've done. Oh, for sure. It's so important. So they were really kind of making sure that it was something that you were going to take seriously, right? Yeah, they just want, like they offered to send me videos and stuff, and then after they admitted, they were like, "We just didn't want you to." They were like, "We, we loved your willingness to just get it done, but 
they were like, we were kind of concerned because you weren't asking any questions mm-hmm. and we were just worried that you were going to like hate it and not come back. And my whole thing was because I had done novice rowing, I was like, whatever, this can't be as whatever. I was like, this I can do anything. Again. Yeah. Yeah. And I had no idea what any of the events were, but I went and I actually ended up winning because we had lift, like I lifted a lot in college. And that's kind of when I realized like, wow, I think I have a natural talent when it comes to strength. So I felt like when I did my first competition, like I felt like I was back on the track because I never felt that love and passion with rowing. And it's just like, I remember the day vividly, like I got an adrenaline rush and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like, this is 100% on me, but I'm having so much fun. So that's kind of when I was like, all right, after I graduate, like this is going to be my thing. How cool. And you just stumbled upon it. That's what I find really, really interesting. Yeah. Like talk about everything happening for a reason. Yeah, seriously. Like, thank goodness for the Facebook event, I guess. (laughs) So now I have to ask you because we run into so many girls who are a little bit concerned with lifting weight and getting stronger because they feel like they're going to get bulky. So was that like ever even remotely a fear that you had? Not really because I was like, I think I had known from a young age how genetic it was because I was doing like when I was in track and cross country, you know, I was running like seven, eight, nine, 10 miles a day. And some of the girls were really, really, really small. But even then, like, I think most girls were like 110, but I was always like 130 or 140. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like knew it was because my parents were so well-built and big that a lot of it was genetic. So I just kind of knew I didn't, I didn't think I was capable of getting as muscular as I am now, but you learn, like, I feel like my taste and what I find beautiful has changed so much over the last two years. And I feel like, you know, everyone's just like, oh, I don't want to get bulky. Everyone just has a different opinion. It's kind of like beauty is in the eyes of the beholder. So it's one of those things. But yeah, it, it takes it takes years. Like I've been lifting now for, you know, like nine years and people will still be like, oh, you're not as big as I thought you'd be. And I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, you don't take steroids and like, exactly. you know, you can't just magically get huge. The muscle doesn't just pack on easily, you know? So that's what I always try to remind ladies is that it takes a lot of work and a lot of consistency if you're going to put on muscle. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So another question that I have for you, how do you, how do you go about your nutrition? There's a lot of girls that are probably listening that have a little bit of a fear of calories. So trying to really explain to them that you need to eat to fuel your body. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one thing, you know, when I first started the sport a couple of four years ago, I struggled with because I was gaining weight, but I knew like in, in the mirror, when I was lifting, I was seeing muscles I've never seen before, but I was confused because the scale was going up. And I always, when I first started, was in a weight class that was under 160 pounds. And that was really easy for me to be under. And before I knew it, I felt like it was impossible. Like I kept trying to diet to be under and I was miserable. Like I was starving. I wasn't performing as well. Um, so eventually I just decided like, I was like, I'm going to eat to fuel myself. And that does not mean like I was ever like pounding down milkshakes and cheeseburgers just meant I was eating more. You know, sometimes I live life and, you know, we'll go out to eat or something, but I was eating more like oats and rice and just a lot of carbs. It's when I kind of learned before I never really measured anything or, you know, I just started using like different apps to track what I was eating. And at one point I think I was like up to 400 grams of carbs, but like I was super lean. I, even just this past year, I was, um, I was in the Arnold pro show and there was no weight classes, but there was a lot of money at stake when 
when you win. And obviously like having a little extra weight sometimes can be an advantage for recovery reasons. So I tried on purpose to gain a little weight and I did, I ended up gaining eight pounds this past winter. And then when I got my body fat and everything tested, I was at 14%. So now I'm dieting down. So it wasn't like I was ever, you know, people think that like, you're going to get fat, but you also have to work out with an intensity that, you know, it's intense. Like I have it down to a science, how I work out now. I don't just ever go into the gym with no plan. I always know what I'm doing that day. So tell us about that experience going, going to, that was in Vegas, right? That was the Olympia actually. Um, that was in September. I competed a lot this past year more than I would recommend, but it was just because the opportunities were so good for women. So yeah, I went to the Olympia in Vegas, which was awesome. And then I did another big show in December, World's Strongest Woman. And then I did an open show in March at the Arnold. It was the second ever no weight class, all women's professional show. So it was really cool just to be like at a fitness, you know, fitness convention with millions of people and to be like, you know, everyone was there to see that. Like people were there to see us, the men and like the pro bodybuilders. So that was really cool. Oh, what a cool experience. Yeah, it was really cool. I always say like, it's a cultural experience. It's the one time, like I always recommend, like I know when I have children one day, I'll bring them to like a sports festival because in today's crazy world, like with politics and everything, I feel like fitness is the one thing that brings people together. So it's awesome to see what people do before they compete, like different cultures and di- different, you know, um, religious things that they do before competing. It's just, it's really cool just to sit there and observe and take it all in. Wow. I'm going to have to add that onto my bucket list. Yeah. Definitely. Maybe I can come to one of your next competitions. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think my next one, I'm actually in Norway in July. Ooh, so that would cool. be a fun little trip. Yeah. I'm excited to see definitely. It looks, I Googled it. I was like, oh my God, I gotta go. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. So now with all of these competitions, um, how do you prevent injury? What are you doing to kind of nurture your body to, to make sure that you're not getting injured? So I've definitely gotten smarter over the past few years. Um, you know, I've had multiple injuries. It's kind of inevitable when you are in a strength sport or any sport for that matter. So one thing that's always bothered me is my back. I have like four herniated discs and two bulging. Oh, wow which doctors will tell you, you know, you should never lift again. I'm a candidate for back surgery, blah, 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 whatever. You know, I feel like modern medicine, they always just try and get you to stop being active. Mm -hmm. Um, But so what I did was I looked up something. It's called PRI. It stands for Pelvic Restoration Institute. And it is a lot of time commitment, but each and every day before I lift, I used to just kind of warm up. Like I used to think if I was, you know, before I squatted or whatever, I used to think if I activated my glutes, you know, I was, that was, that was sufficient, but it's really not at, you know, at a certain level, it's not enough. So what I was started to do is I learned to breathe and brace properly and actually readjust like my rib cage. So it was sitting down. It's definitely not something everyone needs to do. It's just when, you know, if you're in constant pain, your back's always hurting, you're wondering why it's just something to look into. It's kind of hard to explain, but if you just Google PRI pelvic restoration Institute, you can get a sample of some exercises. One of the common ones when they teach you how to breathe is to actually practice with a balloon. Um, and you should reach the point where you're able to fill up the entire balloon in one breath because you learn how to decompress your spine, uh, flare your rib cage down and exhale. Most of us, most of us Americans aren't breathing properly. Um, I wasn't so, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, in five years I'll learn something else. So I just think I just absolutely love how resourceful you are. I think it's great that, you know, if you, you just take initiative to learn different things so that you can better yourself. 
Yeah, definitely very important. Um, also, another thing to add is a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out or their first, even like the first four years of lifting, you're a beginner. And I think people often think, especially being an athlete or if you're a competitive person, like more is better. But I've learned, especially when it comes to strength, like every fourth week, I take a deload where I'm only lifting like 60% of my max. So it almost feels like I leave the gym. I don't feel that 100% satisfaction, but it helps me recover. It reduces my over my overall cortisol levels. Um, when I actually started deloading, I actually was able to lean out significantly, which is interesting because eating the same thing, doing less work, but leaning out. So it seems kind of like contradicting and it's a really hard concept to grasp. And I coach athletes too. And they're always like, I don't think I'm ready for a deload. And I'm like, nope, you're taking it because it's better to do it too soon rather than too late. And not everyone needs a deload every fourth week. Like I do like, especially when you're first starting out, maybe it's every six to seven weeks, but it's definitely something to also look into. Really interesting. Absolutely. And it applies to like every sport too. I have a good friend who's an IFBB pro in both um, figure and physique. And even she, the last three weeks, actually, she's like, I'm, besides cardio, she's like, I, my lifts are maybe 12 minutes because wow. she says like, it gives the muscle time to heal and grow and look its best on stage day. So mm-hmm. it's cool. It's cool how it works. Such a great reminder. How do you think that fitness really made an impact in your life? Fitness pretty much defines my whole life. Like I definitely wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for it. You know, I don't know where I would have gone to school. I don't know where I live. Um, it's part of, it's part of my identity and my income, <laughs> um, but also just, it's given me the confidence to, it sounds cliche, but you know, in the fitness world, it's like, if you set out to accomplish something as you can attest to too, cause you've done shows, yeah. it's like, you don't think you can when you're doing it, but then you look back and you're like, wow, I did that. And it just kind of makes you want to spread, spread like the ability on other people, like, oh my God, like if I do this, like you can do this, trust me. Because everyone thinks like, oh, I can never do that. But like I said, as cliche as it sounds, like you really can. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I guess just, I feel like I can accomplish anything in <sighs> fitness or life. I could not agree more. That's great. So that's a huge thing. <laughs> that's great. And then to kind of wrap up, what is something that uh, you can leave with our listeners, something that you can help them, inspire them to step out of their comfort zone? What's some advice that you could give them? The biggest thing, as I said earlier, is to find, like, it's okay if you don't know what you want to do. Like, I'm not saying everybody needs to do a show or do strong women or whatever, but if you can find some sort of community, especially in social media, because there is so many these days, like, start researching like whatever town you, you know, you live in, like see if there's like a women's running club or like a women's boxing or just something like try different things. And, you know, maybe you won't find the sport you love, but you're going to find friends and every, everyone you meet will open a different opportunity. So I just think like taking the time to just, and the, the hardest part is it can, even if, you know, if you're an extremely shy person, the hardest part is just that first day going to something new, but more often than not, especially if it's with other women, you know, women in the fitness community want to empower other women. So just taking that first step, which is the hardest, just to find something and, you know, not being afraid to, if you don't like it, then change. You know, with an iPhone and with Instagram, like all it takes is a couple minutes. So that's the, that's the beauty of, you know, the world we live in today. For sure. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Brittany. It's so great hearing from you. I'm really excited and I'm so proud of you. 
Thank you, Melissa. No, I'm proud of you too. It's awesome. So I remember we met, you know, I was buying a shake from you, like my sophomore, junior year. I can't remember yeah. which one. And I was yeah. like, oh, this girl's so cool. I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's so fun to keep in touch and and see each other's progress and growth and the fact that you know we share this this common theme where we just love inspiring other women to get in the gym, build their bodies, get strong and really feel so much better about themselves. Absolutely. So if some of our listeners would like to connect with you, where can they find you? Yeah, definitely. I'm on Facebook. It's Brittany Diamond and Instagram is B underscore dimes. Um, I don't always answer right away, but I will. Like I try to treat Instagram like email. So usually on Sundays I'll go through and I'll answer, especially women, not not always, <laughs> but if women have a question and want to get into it, I'll definitely point you in the right direction. There's actually a big group on Facebook called New England Women of Strength and there's like 500 members now so I'll add you on there and it's like you can pretty much find a buddy wherever you live. (laughs) Oh, that's so great. So I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes as well so that people can find you and get inspired by you. Awesome. Thanks, Melissa. 